Welcome to Hills I'd Die On, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so passionate about they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today is an especially good day on the pod because today we are joined by a very exciting guest. She's a writer slash journalist slash author of three books, including her most recent, The White Man's Guide to the White Male Writers of the Western Canon, coming out in November. You may also know her from her awesome podcast, Noble Blood, or her hilarious Twitter presence. She's incredibly prolific and so dang talented, and she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Dana Schwartz. Thank Thank you so much for having me. That is the nicest introduction I've ever heard. I'm clearly such a fan of yours. You I'm are very so excited sweet. to have you. I would not want anyone else writing my eulogy or grave. <laughs> that is like, that's exactly how I want it. Perfect. Uh, I can't wait for that part yeah. too then. It's all going to be great. And I am excited to have you here, especially because you have a very controversial hill. Yeah, and I have very strong feelings about it. Even better. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than when people come in like guns blazing, yeah. feel in the feels about the hill they're going to die <laughs> Would you mind telling me what that hill is? Yeah, hard and fast rule. No more live action remakes of animated movies. No more. None of them. None of them. None of the Disney ones. Little Mermaid. No. Cut <laughs> no. it. I heard they're doing like a Robin Hood. I don't know. It, they're None doing of all them. of them at this point. Yeah. Her- I- Hercules. I don't care. None of them. If Even if you're not Disney and there's an animated movie, don't make it live action. No, none, done. Okay, I gotta know why. Okay, so now everyone listening is gonna find out like what a pedantic nerd I am. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of animation. I think, okay, great. I think it's a really beautiful form. Absolutely. It's totally distinct from live action filmmaking, and you can do things on animation that are really beautiful and innovative and interesting that just you could never do with live action. And that's good. There are some stories that lend themselves to animation and some stories that lend themselves to live action. Totally. But if you take an animation story that has heightened colors and like the physics of not the real world and like spectacle and then try to like jam it like square peg round hole into the limitations of live action, it just looks flat and boring and it seems like a lazy money grab because it is because they're just taking IP that exists. <laughs> so I'm like, it's bad on all levels. It's bad artistically because you're squashing, you're yes. rounding the corners off this thing that's already okay. Exists. So so first things first. The first reason that you don't like it is because it's should be an animated medium. Yeah, and, and it belittles the story by it'll just make it look it live way worse. Like I was looking at like side by sides of the live action, yeah, quote unquote live action, but the CGI Lion King, yes, compared to the animation. Sure, the quote, the, yeah, being able to t- call something live action is its own. Yeah, own hell. <laughs> but they're trying. They're like as realistic as possible. Totally. The thing about the savanna is it's gray, like gray and brown. Yes, it's like it's dusty and sandy. Whereas the animated movie, it's like blues and reds and pinks. Sure, it's, it's like, totally different aesthetics. And like there, the song, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, it's like uh, riding zebras and like riding <laughs> giraffes and like doing things that the physics of real lions could never do. And then the quote unquote live action one is him just like walking. Totally. It's it's a little less majestic if you yeah. will. Okay, I, I totally hear you. I see you. I love the animated versions, but 
I also feel like if you love something so much in one medium and it does well enough as a filmmaker, how much fun would it be to get the rights to take a property you love and get to try your own version? Okay, but but it already exists. I totally, but th- and it doesn't negate it. It doesn't negate that it exists. But like, I even not even from an audience level, as a filmmaker level, if someone trusted me to remake a beloved film across the board, is there no property that you would be like, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna try to make this. You know what? You're trying to tempt me, and I feel it. Here's what I'll say to that. The impulse has been to make them one-to-one remakes. To yes. Like, try to make them as close to possible, beat for beat the same, yes. because they're trying to recapture, like, a nostalgia. Absolutely. So I'm like, if they really want it to be, like, a fresh artistic challenge, you can take the same property. Elements. And make a totally different thing. Totally. I actually saw, I think it was it was probably a tweet, as someone saying, like, why are we remaking things that we love? We should be remaking things that were done poorly. Yeah. That, like, had, and I was like, oh, that's actually a fantastic point. I totally agree. Oh, God, that's going to be my loophole is I'm like, oh, there are some animated movies. You know, like like Treasure Planet. Yes. I loved like, as a kid. <laughs> and now you're like, like oh, oh, they could have done it better. Yeah. Like, Or the log line was amazing. And then they just like didn't stick the landing. Yeah. I'm going to keep arguing with this. But my own devil's advocate. Did you see Treasure Planet? I, the a Disney long time movie. ago. Yes. I saw it twice in theaters when I was like seven. No way. Amazing. Yeah. Well, like, I, that was my weird genre of yeah. like, emo nerd. I love that so much. I think, <laughs> I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the voice of the I don't even boy. remember the premise. It's Treasure Island, like yes. a book, uh-huh. uh, but on spaceships. Amazing. That's, <laughs> that's the premise. Right. Who needs anything more? Yeah, that's that's the premise. Someone walked into Disney and was like, Treasure Island on spaceships. And right. Like, Here's as much money as you need. That's hysterical. They should remake it because the- it could be so much better. Right. Well, and that's and also the one of the reasons why it can be so much better is because technology is so new. And so while 2D animation a lot of times is like so beautiful and I oftentimes do prefer it to be able to try something like a beloved story with modern day technology again. What a cool thing to get to do. Okay, but counterpoint. <laughs> I think practical effects, even in live action movies, look so much better and age so much better than CGI. I don't know about aging because I think we're all ADD and like get a little bored. I just, another one coming out soon. Someone did a hill about the 1990s Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> uh, Sean Distin, we love you, saying it was like the perfect film. So he made me go back and watch it, of course. God bless and you. And it's all practical stuff. I fell asleep like four times trying Aww. to get through it. And I'm like, I can acknowledge it. I can acknowledge for Star Wars, you can acknowledge that the practical effects. I feel like were Jurassic amazing. Park. Jurassic Park looks great. <sighs> Man. And if they had done that with like CGI dinosaurs, it would not have looked yeah. as good. At the time, we would have been like, whoa. But now in 2019, we wouldn't think it looks good. No, but it's even like claymation. Like, I really love claymation. And I every time it comes out, I go see it because I want people to keep making weird stuff. Yeah. But like people will watch it and half of it is like it took so long to make. Yeah. And so that's half of the art is having to move the different figurines into different positions and just how nuanced it is. But then when kids watch it, they're like, no, like it never gets any views. I know. I will say I am obsessed with claymation my favorite movie genre is spooky claymation movies so like what would you say recently like nightmare for christmas oh so good corpse bride oh yeah yeah yeah. the box crawls Coraline one Coraline, paranorman they made so many of these it's like they're all really great practical stop motion and they're i feel like they found this sweet spot where they're like 
kids will watch spooky things if it's stop motion animated. Right. Well, also, I think stop motion is inherently a little spooky. Yes. So because of that, they're like, no one's going to buy. Well, you know, maybe they will now. Like these like little princesses trying to do like nice things. But when they give it like a little spooky air and like play into the fact that like they're going to be a little jolted no matter what their motion is. Yeah. It becomes kind of a masterpiece. You're right. I mean, Coraline is great because it's weird as hell. It's beyond bizarre and kind of scary. I feel like I saw it as like so a scary, begin, like a kind of an adult age and I was still like this is spooky as hell I remember our fifth grade teacher read us the book in fifth grade it was so traumatizing scary. traumatizing <laughs> so scary that's hysterical um okay so back to the hill though yes so the first thing being that it's it, a pure form it doesn't translate artistically got it you love can, that you can do things in animation that you can't do yes and, and that's the joy of animation yes and yeah I mean I love animation I've worked in animation and that is the fun is being like there's really like no holds bar we can try anything but kind of brave to then try it with live action you're Maybe? right you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, okay but you and then t- point two you point two is that it seems like they're just doing it because they're not trying to experiment they're not like taking these stories and putting them in new forms it makes me feel like it's just a money grab totally where they're like oh kids liked you know beauty and the beast let's make it as close to possible they'll take their kids totally beat for beat and i'm like that just it makes me feel bad in my soul because I can just imagine like the meetings going on at Disney where they're like, we got to capture these certain elements exactly yes. or else fans. And I'm like, it makes me feel bad about humanity that we're so set in our ways that we'll, we'll apparently only like something if it's an exact recreation of a thing we used to like. Totally. I mean, I think the whole nostalgia factor is a little bit sad but also a little bit human so well as I totally agree with you when you think about how the sausage gets made and the fact that like most of it is a money grab I mean a lot of Disney films aren't doing well the originals so they're going back to the vaults and remaking things and that is sad however I absolutely fall for the nostalgia if I go see a remake I want it to be identical I don't want Mary Poppins Returns new songs I want to go hear Hakuna Matata again I don't care who's singing it I it's like karaoke yeah it's like the same joy the same feeling you're sort of brought back to what you loved as a kid and like I will eat up that nostalgia you're so good at arguing these things (laughs) you're also so nice that I'm like well yeah you're not wrong like I want you to love the things you love that was also my problem with Mary Poppins Returns is the songs were like one-to-one partners, pairs with songs from the original. Every new song had an analog in the old movie where you could just tell they were like, they had the old movie on a board and then they drew arrows over and they're like, let's make it exactly the same. Yeah, the Chimney Sweeps... Yeah. song when they started like bmx biking BMX i was like oh no what's happening <laughs> that's where they lost yeah. me i was like lynn manuel we love you you're so talented what are you doing on that bike <laughs> yeah lynn manuel you don't need to ride a bike you no. rode hamilton yeah we, we love you don't, don't bmx oh that's so funny sorry the point is that like it's it's limit both limiting creative yes, yes. creatively oh and, and also it it makes me feel bad for the human it's a spirit. bit of a money grab it's a bit of a money grab so i was also thinking on the money grab element of it because i was like you're so right and as somebody who like hasn't sold my own piece yet like i instantly want to be like yeah make room for original New, yeah. content right however 
If one of your many books and projects became a beloved film, and then 10 years later, people loved it so much that they wanted to just keep remaking it, and you got to keep reaping the benefits (laughs) and experiencing the joy, would you still hate this? Oh, God, yeah, I'm a capitalistic monster. (laughs) Give me more money. Obviously, same. I was like, ooh, I will like absolutely put my integrity aside. But see... I get to die on this hill because I've never made a beloved animated movie. Right. Because right? <laughs> animation's not your genre yet. Yeah. Well, I would. Let me make one. I'm obsessed with animation. <laughs> well, here's a good way to get her off the hill then, people. Yeah. Buy her animated movie. Yeah. Love it enough. And then... <laughs> In 20 years, we'll remake it. <laughs> right. And continue to do so. You know, the best live action remake, I thought, was the Kenneth Branagh Cinderella. Did you see that one? No. You know... I think it was good because they didn't stick too closely to the animated. It, we're not talking Brandy. No, we're talking Kenneth Branagh and Lily James. No. And Richard Madden from oh, Game man. of Thrones. I think it was like 2012. I can't believe I missed this. It was like stunningly beautiful. Was it like dark? No, it was like really light and sweet and just fun, but it was totally distinct from the animated movie really i mean of course there were like i was gonna say she'd like not lose her shoe no no the the story i mean but cinderella is like an old story yes you know? yeah so like some elements were the same but kate blanchett was the evil stepmother how did i she wore like amazing hats you know what i think i did see this and i remember the stepsisters because one of them is now in mamma mia yes thank you yep. okay i'm yep. terrible with names and faces i liked it because it was a distinct aesthetic yes. like the clothing choices were fun and the yeah. fashion and i was like okay i see you that you're taking that fairy tale that already exists like yes that's okay i think you can remake like you can make the little mermaid because that's like a fairy fairy tale that exists but don't try to make it an exact remake of the animated movie totally because you're just going to fall into a dumb pit yeah (laughs) right you're gonna fall into like the pits of if if it's gonna seem smaller and bleaker because you can't do the thing because it's not yeah or or make a new animated version with updated animation right i mean it's almost like that's almost what finding nemo felt like it was suddenly you're seeing all this under the sea with pixar and it was like it's beautiful a beautiful treat yeah Yeah, pixar is a delight you're so right that being said if you were cast as ariel yeah (laughs) Oh, yeah. Casting is Ariel. I'm going to do it because I'm a sellout. Yeah, Sam. Um, do you have another? Goodie? Oh, God. I, f- I feel like I'm running out of points. No, that's okay. I've, that's that's what I've got rebuttal for. Well, oh, that it, that it, I mean, you, you sort of addressed this, but my third point was that these are, because they're so beloved and like the IP takes up so much like air. Yes. It clogs up movie space totally or other things now that disney owns everything i guess totally well it's like does that mean that we're just not going to get any other movies forever yeah i know i have i have a real tough time with the whole and it's not just remakes it's also like just taking you know extensions of old genres like doing solo or doing like fantastic beasts where you're like yeah i'm I'm gonna go see all these movies and they're kind of gonna be disappointing yeah but you're gonna have all the people we love in them and so much money is gonna go into it when that money could go to better things so i won't die on that hill because that's fair that's how i feel where it's like i've seen all these marvel superhero movies and at this point i'm just like okay enough Give me one different movie. Please. I know. Okay, so where are? What's your stance on like all girl reboots? I'm I'm not against them because sure. it's like well sure, but I'm kind of against just all the all reboot culture. I'm not yeah. a snob. Like totally. people do it, and I'm like I'll see that movie. That seems fun. But I 
if I were to come down on a side, I'm against reboot culture because I just think it embodies that they don't. It doesn't embody the things I love about filmmaking. Yeah, it's it's a little bit icky. Well, the beauty of filmmaking is trying something new and trying out new stories, right? And getting to like be new characters. And it just makes it like I feel like the dream of of Hollywood that of course is not true is that you know people have great ideas and they make it and just for me remakes show the it's like how the sauce it is it's like how the sausage gets made like the studio for me then becomes too visible like when i see like reboot of blah blah blah, all i can picture is like the boardroom meeting of people Uh. in suits being like yeah like market research shows that people are nostalgic for blah 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 so let's do this like right so that's that's my problem with it like i'll see these movies and i'll be fun and i'll like them but it's harder for me to. You see it. You, I, well, I see the behind strings. the curtain. Yeah, yeah. It's it is a little icky because I mean, you, there's no arguing that like if they didn't make money, people wouldn't make them for the art. Yeah, right. Like these studios really are only looking to to make cash. And in a them. in a perfect world, like especially in the book publishing world, for every like reality stars memoir that comes, like whatever, like yeah, dumb book is like the top of the charts. That then makes them a profit to then be able to buy like 10 really small literary fiction books yeah but I'm not sure it works the same way in Hollywood because I think that a lot of book publishing people just like genuinely really love books and it's like we'll publish as many books also there's a short there's a smaller barrier of entry so like you're not a a book publisher isn't going to lose a ton of money if they publish By investing a, in your, a yeah. small like literary novel, whereas every movie costs so much money to make and distribute that right. it's a bigger risk. So like I think that a big franchise tentpole sort of like sellout thing in the book world, mm-hmm. I always sort of accept with a spoon as my spoonful of sugar because I'm like, all right, well this is making the publishers money, and then they're going to be able to publish you know literary novels. But I don't think it's like they made so they made so much money on the Avengers that now they're going to make ten small indie right. movies. No, absolutely not. Like all the indie movies are coming from like A five, yeah. like a few other like smaller production. Well, not small, but smaller than the big conglomerates. Yeah, it's like I feel like then the conglomerates feel like they have to play even safer. Right. They're like, now we just have to make more money with a more sure bet. Uh, guys, take some your- risks. Yeah. <laughs> right after I tell you that I have no integrity, where's yours? <laughs> yeah. Where's your integrity? to give me money to sell out. (laughs) Exactly. Amazing. Uh, So another reason uh, that I found on the internet, one of the biggest reasons people are anti uh, reboots of all kind, or especially the live action ones, is because they say, quote unquote, it ruined my childhood. Oh, that one I don't, I don't buy. Yeah, you don't buy it. Well, I'm like, the movie still exists, to be honest. totally. Also, you're not a childhood anymore. Nothing can retroactively ruin your childhood. Completely agreed. Yeah, you're you're a full-grown adult. It can ruin your adulthood, but if your adulthood is based off of like one Disney film that you saw when you were nine. Pathetic. Therapy, guys. Also, that's not what that phrase means. I would imagine that it's like if you loved a cartoon growing up Mm -hmm. and then you found out that the guy who made the cartoon is a pedophile, then you'd be like, oh, that ruins my childhood. Yes, because it colors something poorly that what you otherwise saw with joy. You're so right. Exactly. So that I kind of, that's how you would, I would use it and understand it. I mean, I hope that never happens to anyone. Yes. Um, Because there should not be pedophiles. Yeah. But (laughs) if a thing exists and then someone makes a new thing, that doesn't affect the first thing at all. No, it, it still exists. I yeah, and I have a tough time with that too. Like right now, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, the internet is freaking out because like I think the Little Mermaid was cast. Or are you talking about because it, it's a black mermaid? Yeah, I was gonna say I can't remember who got cast, but I just know a group called Hallie and oh, oh. Um, she has a twin. Oh, amazing. Um, and they're Hallie and Chloe. 
Yeah. And and one of them was was cast. Yeah, but the dark side of the internet is freaking <sighs> out, being like, Ariel has red hair and is a white woman. Like, black women have can have red hair too. Yeah, and well also Also she's, she's a, mermaid. a mermaid. She's an animated she's a fake mermaid. Yeah, it's like if you can believe that a woman can have fish legs, you can believe that a black woman can have red hair. Yeah. Also, it <laughs> or doesn't also matter. fish legs yeah. and sing the same songs. Like yeah. if it's it, yeah, again, it's like let's let these people live outside of our the context of how you saw also, it. Also, if you're just like um, I have to only watch White Mermaid. It's like then just rewatch the original yeah, over exactly. and over again. That, and that was and that was like one of the beautiful arguments that uh, somebody else much more articulately was arguing Ugh. on the beautiful platform Reddit. People are so <laughs> racist and dumb. It's so bad. It's so bad. But it, yeah. But people being like, it doesn't remakes don't negate your thing yeah your, your version whatever that version might be still exists so go ahead and enjoy it but this is going to be a new more inclusive version that it might be for other people that aren't you if this is how you feel yeah so great so great. we're all on board for that all on board <laughs> for that can i tell you something that kind of did ruin my childhood yes have you read did you read the book ender's game oh man i i feel like i must have i was obsessed with that book i yeah. loved it and that's that was probably it's about a it's like a space book and uh-huh. so this is sort of now explaining my treasure planet i, I, I was gonna say i'm getting like, a yeah. vibe of your genre of choice yeah i was a really love. nerdy kid but i loved that book and for my like i love this book so much that like for my 16th birthday my parents gave me like a signed first edition because oh, it was like my amazing. favorite book when i was a kid well it was until we found out that the author orson scott card is like a crazy racist homophobe no. Like, like a super religious, like gay, like gay people burn in hell type guy. Oh, that's the worst. It made everything feel so yeah. dirty. I was like, yeah. ah, get it off me. Because it is really hard to separate the man from the art. And, it's, yeah. and we shouldn't. And it sucks, but it's, oh, it's so dark. It's the happens. worst. Why do, you, why do you have to go and do that? Yeah, just be a good person. Be if a you, good person. I make nice things. Everyone who writes good things should also be good people. I, I if you make a good thing you have to be a good person who do we talk to and if you're not a good thing you shouldn't have your stuff be made yeah if there you're a bad a person test. you're not allowed to make a thing to prevent this sort of thing from happening uh, what a what a bummer such a bummer oh, it's really shitty when talented people are horrible yeah so now i've got a little game for you okay hit me the game is called would it change your mind if uh and i'm just gonna ask you a few questions if the reboot was of something you made would you do it um yeah, because I I, yeah. I live in a I have a cat I have to support. Yeah, it's a very adorable a very, cat. It's it's all for the cat. Yeah, that, so it's really selfless. Well, it's one of those things that it's like I live in this system. I can't I can't change the system as it exists. <laughs> You know, from I need to change it from within. Yeah. Well, you're talk you're speaking out against it. Yeah, I'm speaking out against it. But you know, the system rolls on. So I should I might as well at least benefit. Be from a part it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's like I don't believe. I think it's bad that people in horrible working conditions make my phone but i still have a phone i know what was the most recent one that was just oh it was like soul cycle uh, now oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is well out, which is fine good news i have never done either so. <laughs> yeah I, good news i couldn't afford them anyway yeah <laughs> god bless um that's amazing okay second one would it change your mind if they commissioned you to write uh one of your favorite classic films yes because i wouldn't do it yeah i wouldn't want to reinvent it right oh you would run to reinvent it totally i would not want to make a like shot for shot remake totally of it. and like, if you got to pick one do you know which one it would be yeah i would do hunchback of notre dame that's a great one because it's super dark and weird and i'm like if you're gonna make a live action movie of that make it super dark and super weird like extra dark and weird. extra dark like and closer weird. to the fable yeah because that is like real dark yeah i think in the book he like dies cradling her bones yeah it's 
I I think that's right. And that's how kids should watch this film. Yeah, we have to be somewhere between Disney film and Bone Cradling. And that's where you would live. That's right. I think that's a good pitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I would do it, but I would... I mean, they wouldn't let me because the whole point of these things is to like tap into a nostalgia. Right. But I would want to take a property I love if I could totally make it my own. Totally. So if you also, just to that, if you got to, if you were chosen to act in any one of them, would you also pick Hunchback? Oh, yeah. I'm a goddamn sellout. Well, I wouldn't do that one because there's not a part for a, a, I wouldn't want to whitewash the one Romani. (laughs) Oh God, please don't get me in trouble. So true. I swear, this this is only a joyful podcast. (laughs) You're allowed to say I love this role without saying I want to take this role. No, Esmeralda should go to a Romani actress. Yes, for sure. Um, If it's culturally important for the role to be a person who is Romani, it will stay as such are there any jewish disney princesses or disney princesses that live outside of the context of their race yeah <laughs> do you know what kind of love the sassy fairies from oh, sleeping beauty the great. three of them like the three ants yeah they're fun as who all. raise her i would be i would be an ant yeah an ant fairy i like the blue one is yeah like the funny one yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was always the favorite the that's one who hilarious. is bad at making cake that's so funny <laughs> yes that's exactly yeah that would be my dream part <laughs> that is your dream role <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the comic relief blue fairy who's bad at making cake. Yeah. You guys, what a, what a like, completely doable aspiration. I would nail that. That is like a cameo that is like very much within reach. <laughs> I have to become really famous within the next like seven years when they make, I bet it's going to be like six, seven years by the time they get and to that's, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Like that's my only goal. You know, because like, there's a level of fame where like, they would just plug you in. Yes. Right. Well, and the beauty of it is that's a role where like you don't really have to have much talent to do it. Thank you. Like, as- <laughs> no, but I but think about it like aspirationally, like I would pick like whoever got to sing most. Right. Like I would be like, I want to be in Hercules and I want to like belt out these things. I have no singing voice. Oh. So like w- realistically, what I could aspire to is a fairy. Well, that's a f- the so more the fact- fun. Yeah. Well, and so the fact that that's already your dream. <laughs> is like what a doable thing i think it would because i would feel inadequate in a, in a disney princess singing role yeah same i mean no it it, it would never happen it, let's be clear you look like a disney princess though that you is have very giant disney princess eyes the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me thank you so much so do you oh well thank you but you act you should you should be you deserve <laughs> yes. to be exactly a disney princess thank you, you the second they make a disney movie that has no singing involved and also no acting and also <laughs> uh probably very little voiceover oh my god i could voice one of the lions in the live action because their mouths don't even move oh you would be so good at that you, have to mention, you guys <laughs> make it, Dana it, the fairy it was between you and Beyonce it came down to it <laughs> and they were like can you so, even believe she got it I know so close between you and Beyonce yeah it was just yeah it was down to the wire okay let's see another one would it change your mind if every time they made a live action remake they funded another project oh that's tricky but because I'm going to still say no, because I think it would still overshadow the other project. Oh, probably. Because here's the thing about Hollywood. It's not just about making it. It's about promoting it. I know. You got to get behind it. So I'm going to just, I'm going to hold tight to my guns. Yeah. Even though I brought up that book example and I, you know. Was- but I support, I mean, I support that. And, and you're not wrong because it's not just like, because they could absolutely just be like, yeah, sure. Here's $100,000 to a small indie it just, project. Go it, ahead and make it. It also takes, I don't blame it, but like there's a reason that whenever these movies get made like buzzfeed is like live action lion king remake your childhood is alive and like you know everyone gets excited where people aren't like look at this new property that doesn't exist yet right um so 
just by the nature of the buzzy nostalgia, they get more airspace. They it's take so up true. more space. They really do, like all across the board. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. Like, first of all, I've talked about Harry Potter so much oh, I love on Harry this Potter. podcast I that I should be not detained. <laughs> but I will click on anything. Uh, same. And I, I will click on any Disney princess thing. I'm a, I have like a Disney thing up there. Yeah. I'm a nightmare monster. Yeah. I'm a nostalgic 90s baby. Yeah, we all are. Too, and that's why it sells because yeah. we all secretly eat this stuff up. Yeah. Is there, have you seen all the live actions, by the way? Or are you like against them? So um, you don't I them? did not see The Lion King. I saw part of it. And yeah. I was like, nope. I didn't see Lion King either. Um, I saw Aladdin. I saw Aladdin. Did not care for it. I did have, I thought this was kind of funny. I was at a barbecue uh, and there was a two-year-old girl uh, wearing nothing but underwear and light up sneakers and a popsicle all over her face. And she just looks over and goes, the animated Lion King was much better than the live action. I love <laughs> I her. Like, you're too. She's beautiful. I, like, I love what, it. Like, I was like, everything you're doing with your life is perfect right yeah. now and also i was like that's actually fascinating to hear that yeah, you, yeah. interesting. and her mom was like oh yeah she didn't like how the mouths i was like that was so perceptive it, it truly that. to me was very creepy yeah. it was very uncanny valley right it's because just like a little too close and not quite well the thing is and this point has been again made but like actual lion anatomy their muscles in their face aren't meant to say human words right so it like looks weird. Right. Because it's one thing when it's animated and you, your belief is suspended. Yeah, they look cartoony. They yeah. don't, they look like uh, impressions of lions yes, as it's opposed just, to actual yeah, lions. When it becomes that close that you're like, this is something is not right. Something is not right. <laughs> their faces shouldn't move that way. Do, do they sing in that one? Yeah. And it looks weird. Okay. I kind of got to see it now just as a social experiment. You can look at their clips online. It looks weird. Of just that one. Okay. I, I saw Aladdin. I did not like it. Yeah. I thought because it looked small that they tried to imitate the okay, animation. Too so close. to that, do you have you seen the plays? Yeah. What do you think of the plays? I liked the play a lot better because I think they did different things. Yeah. Like in the play, they went back to sort of the original animated plan, yeah. which is to get rid of the monkey and instead give Aladdin. You're going to see my yes. full Disney nerd get in. No, I love this. In the play, they have Aladdin has three male friends who are mm-hmm. like his like partners in crime and they're fun and they dance around because on stage, three humans work better than a cartoon monkey. Right. And in this movie, they just made a CGI monkey where I'm like, you know what? This is live action. You should have had three actors be right. his friends and make a new thing and go back to, you know, old notes of what Aladdin You're could so look right. like. Because, yeah, it but, is so fascinating how with the stage stuff, like I thought Aladdin was a fantastic play. Yeah. Like I loved it and the way they did all the, the genie numbers. And to your point, it's a, it's practical. Yeah, it's all practical effects and they all... They modified it. They weren't trying yeah. to imitate the animated movie. Right. They were trying to transfer the spectacle. Yeah. And I think the live action movie, they were not trying to transfer it to live action. Sure. They were trying to imitate the spectacle. Yeah. And and it is more of a cheat with CGI because it's less live action and more computer science. And of course, like you're not going to sell stuffed animals of Aladdin's three friends, Babcock, <laughs> Omar, and Kasim, but you can sell stuffed monkeys, you know? Oh my God, nothing would make me happier than like putting a kid to bed <laughs> with her three stuffed animals. Yeah, it's just it's Aladdin's just Omar. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin's friends. <laughs> I mean, why not though? Yeah. Princess Jasmine has her own dolls, yeah, right? why not? Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure the monkey might do a little better. It actually surprises me though that knowing that you like all of these darker things that you also like are like oh yeah i'm also a disney princess person well i i like love edward gory you can see i have a lot of like edward oh gory yes stuff. which i totally yeah and like you know weird 
drawn things but yeah yes. I, I grew up of course with like disney yeah. and harry potter i'm like obsessed with harry potter yeah. obviously well i feel like oftentimes people pick a lane where they're like i either like these the darker ones or I like the lighter campy ones That's but i totally good. agree with so you just like i all. like them all too <laughs> totally all over the place i also might just be the easiest audience ever same I'm like, oh, good I know it. and I'm such a people also were mad at like Game of Thrones and I feel like I was such a good Game of Thrones audience because I didn't really care I was like people were like oh it wasn't the character and I was like what a fun spectacle a hundred because I like didn't I was like I, I didn't I wasn't so emotionally invested in it totally I could just like enjoy the entertainment um all right let's see what else do we got on our list oh <laughs> here's another silly one would it change your mind if in order to go to the film you got free concessions and if so what would you pick um <laughs> It would slightly change my mind. Small popcorn, junior mints. Ooh. Yeah. Just a small popcorn. Small popcorn, but junior mints. And the junior mints. Because you got to feel virtuous. And you got you to mix them up You got to mix them up a little bit. That's so Get funny. A little also, I just love that even though it's free, you specified, like, no, thank you. Like, I just need the small. <laughs> like, that's so nice. I feel well, like I'd be like, ideal. oh, my God. Well, you know, too much popcorn, it gets salty, and then you yeah. get thirsty, and then you drink too much, and then you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Perfect movie theater concession, small popcorn, junior mints. Beautiful. It's, the, it's perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. I think you've done a really great job of dying this is, on this Thank hill. you so much. You're very good at being devil's advocate. Uh, and at, back at you. And I, but what a nice and lovely conversation. This podcast aside, I hope we're always on the same side from I, now on. <laughs> me too. I feel like most of the times we seem to be yeah. just based on your cat and your general love of all things Disney and all I'm going to make you stuff. hang out with me when we're not arguing on microphones. Uh, deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is our written blood oath <laughs> that Dana has agreed to hang out with me uh, post-podcast. Uh, so wonderful. Are there any other points you'd like to make just to wrap things up? No, I think we got them all. Um, Feeling good and done uh, Let's just show? leave everyone with the reminder that if, if they make a live action Hunchback of Notre Dame gritty dark and weird yes and if they make a Sleeping Beauty you got yourselves a fairy yeah two fairies I feel like we two both could be the fairies, fairies. two of the, the three one even so easy I will pay you to let me be the fairy <laughs> uh, please let me come to yes. that that day um, amazing thank you so much thank you so uh, much and with that I am going to read you your eulogy please We've gathered here today to say goodbye to Dana Schwartz, who died on the hill of No One Needs Live Action Remakes. Dana is survived by her podcast, Noble Blood, which drops a new episode every Tuesday. Oh, every other Tuesday. Every Oh, my God, I'm terrible. No, people just get mad at me, and I'm like, it's a lot of research. It's, it's every a lot other of Tuesday. research. It's very good, guys. Noble Blood. It's worth the wait Thank every you. other Tuesday. Oh, and her not one, not two, but three novels. Newest one, The White Man's Guide to White Male Writers of the Western Canon, which will be released in November. You can follow Dana's legacy on Twitter at Dana Schwartz three z's dana we're so grateful for your last words and for your time uh, on this earth thank you for making my death a fun and peaceful one <laughs> may you rest in peace thank you, <laughs> thank you dana. hey guys thank you for listening to today's episode of hills i die on if you're enjoying the podcast feel free to rate it on apple podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most you can also reach out to me on Twitter at by Taylor Cox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Mm-hmm.